we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The podcast of peace of mind. Peace of mind. The peace of mind podcast. Episode three of peace of mind. Episode three. We're back at it. We only got through two tracks. I can't believe it. Two tracks. I can talk about this album forever. That's the problem. I could do. It's awesome. It's an excellent album. It's really awesome. Yeah. I think it might be my favorite Maiden album hey, wait right now. now. Wait now. You like this album? <laughs> I like this album. I like this album too. Oh my God. We've yeah. ruined the end. Ah, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. So yeah, last episode, we got, kind of got bogged down yeah. in Revelations. Oh, it was but a while was ago I now. I talk about Revelations all over again now for another yeah. episode. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've only done two tracks. Yeah, I know. Oh That's my weird. God. Anyway, this one's taking us a while. Yeah. I just have so much to talk about. Yeah. I just could pick these songs apart forever. Yeah. There's a lot in here. Yeah. Let's get a beer on the go. And Let's get do into a it beer, again. and then and then we'll talk about. Should we kind of talk about Iron Maid today? <laughs> Let's do it. This is Maybe's Elevensies Espresso Stout. Okay, Espresso Stout. So it's from Maybe's Brewery, which is in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Ooh, this is one of these Freddy beers that you're. Fredericton uh, beer. We've yeah. had a few of these sprinkled throughout. It says Maybe's Original. It's not just for breakfast, but a great afternoon pick me up too, unfiltered, unpasteurized. So, oh, nice. Maybe he's so stout. stout. So uh, I'll play the clip and you open it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Here we go. I love stouts too. Yeah, stouts are excellent. And now we're like full into like the pre-Christmas winter yeah. warm stouts. I know. Oh, this smells insanely awesome. Hmm. What's that, Maybe's Espresso Stout? Well, I'm going to tell you something, Nesbitt. There's no maybe about this one. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Man, this is excellent. It smells awesome. Mm. It tastes really good. Oh, that's really awesome. That's excellent. I said awesome like four times in a row. I'd love to go back and it's listen to every, do, do a clip of every time I say awesome and every time you say deadly. It's like totally I deadly. I bet I say awesome more than you say deadly. I don't know. I do space it out. And I did say in our 100th episode, remember, we made a compilation of me saying like. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but eh, that's what I talk like. So uh, we didn't talk about the cover art yet. We did not. And it's weird because this is one of the best Maiden covers, I think. Yeah. It's up there. Eddie gets a lobotomy. Yeah. He's in a padded cell in a straight jacket. Mm. And I've got my little uh, Eddie piece of mind action figure here. A straight jacket's not really a, a form of mental health treatment so much, is it? I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine a, a condition where that would help you. It's to restrain, like, a psycho. That's going like, to That's really kill all it's for, isn't yeah. it? And Eddie looks very psycho on this. Yeah. I like that they keep the yellow and black hues from, like, you know the first two albums? They kind of had that yellow and black thing going with, like, the red logo on top? Yeah. And this keeps it going, which is kind of cool. It, like, it's like a throwback to those, which is cool. Yeah. I think it's a cool place to take Eddie. It's, it's definitely an awesome Eddie. One, One of the best. thing is, if we're so used to seeing Eddie. Like, when you picture Eddie, you kind of picture this as Eddie. You know what I mean? But when this came out, the no Eddie with no hair, I think, was probably... That must have been, like, a, a very shocking thing to see. Middle-aged Eddie. Because <laughs> leading, up, <laughs> leading up to now, it's always been Eddie with the long hair. It has, yeah. yeah. Even the Flight of Icarus album cover that came out which was the single for this album that came up before the album, Eddie Has Hair. Yeah. I bet you people were surprised when they saw it. They were like, holy crap, Eddie. He's got a lobotomy and his head shaved. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I love this album. I love this Eddie. This is yeah. probably, well, that's one of my faves. Um, 
It, yeah. It's not the Eddie I picture, to be honest. Well, when people yeah. picture Eddie, I always think that they go straight for the trooper. Yeah. And the trooper Eddie is this Eddie. It is this Eddie. Yeah. So, you know, when you picture a classic Eddie, I think a lot of people picture the trooper. That's a good point. I've never really put that together in my yeah. mind. Because the, troop, the no trooper hair. Eddie in my mind is always like the, you know, riding the horse and the, yeah. the you know. But it's this Eddie. The it is this Eddie. I mean, it's, yeah. this element makes sense. I never thought of it that way. But leading up to this, oh, the Eddie right. with hair was the only Eddie. Yeah. So, yeah. You know I mean, you go to the record Actually, store and it's like the new Maiden album and you're like, holy crap. Now that you say it, if like the Eddie, Trooper Eddie had hair, it would be totally weird. It would be so it strange. It would be so it, weird, yeah, With the it? big, uh, the spiky hair from yeah, the first album. Yeah, it's or like, like underneath the, the hat beast. or something. Yeah, sticking out. It just Well, he's supposed to be a trooper, so I guess mm. they wouldn't have long hair. They couldn't. He had to have a cut. Ooh, yeah. were they thinking that far ahead? Yeah. I just that's assumed cool, it was though, cut eh? for his, his, his uh, lobotomy. Yeah, well, that's what it is. They shaved his head and they cut the top of the skull off and bolted it back on. Did I ever tell you the story about, well, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but um, a family friend, well, a, a friend I had in Ireland, her family had given, like, her uh, grandfather was a doctor and her, his uh, first cousin, very close, and their, their family are still close in the small town in Ireland. Uh, she had gotten, she had mental health issues and they gave her a lobotomy. And he, oh really? And he how recently? How long ago was this? This was in the in the forties. Okay, it was in the forties. Yeah. Um, really, I'm estimating, um, or fifties. It was not long before they were kind of completely cut out. Yeah. It was towards the end, and he always regretted it after because. Yeah. But it was considered a sensible treatment at the time. Yeah, I think. Um, but he fine. he was a doctor. He didn't perform it, but he kind of they had talked to him, and they said he said, "Well, it's a treatment that they're proposing. You know, it might make sense." Yeah. And she went through it, and of course, she's basically a zombie. After God, that's crazy. Isn't that insane? Yeah. But like, she lived up until the eighties or something or nineties. Wow. So they so they knew her nuts. and yeah. she had had a lobotomy. I mean, I'm I'm missing a lot of details in the story, but they were they had had like firsthand experience with yeah. someone who had experienced it. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, this Eddie, mm. he's not a uh, zombie. He's, no, he's more he's ferocious. More, this he's is more like ready to kill than ever. The most aggressive, ferocious-looking Eddie I think I've ever seen. Yeah, some people would argue. It this. looks like if he snapped those chains, you'd be like done for. You'd be done for. I and would you can say see he's like almost ripped through his straight jacket. He's getting there. His lobotomy <laughs> didn't work at all. If anything, he's more aggressive. I think you're right. <laughs> so Rod Smallwood, I have a quote from him, and he said, "Peace of mind was teamwork." Steve thought about Eddie in a padded cell, which I thought was not quite enough, and it was my idea to lobotomize him. The title was quite hard for that one. I mean, food for thought was it for a while with the brain, but then peace of mind sort of appeared, and that just seemed to be stronger. Yeah. So they were going with food for thought, and when you open up the album, you see there's that uh, picture of Maiden sitting around the dining room table, and they're being served. I guess that's Eddie's brain. Wow. Which uh, I never really thought about it before, but I guess that is Eddie's brain. It is, yeah. This picture of them around the dining room table from the inside of the peace of mind album. Yeah. Those two suit of armors in the back, that's Martin Birch and Derek Riggs. Really? Yeah. Inside, inside the armor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little, uh, yeah. Last time we bit. talked about the brain, we never got into that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 a really cool pick. So. Yeah, Bruce has got some pipes on there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was fit. <laughs> some guns. They're so young. <laughs> so um, originally, Steve Harris asked for Eddie in the straitjacket, and they wanted him kind of sitting in the corner of a cell, and Derek Riggs mocked it up. And he did a mock-up version. And he also did a mock-up version of the one that we know where he's, like, lunging at the camera. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't have my 
it's upstairs. I didn't bring down my urn of Derek Riggs book, but there's yeah. a picture of it in that, and it's Eddie kind of just like he's kneeling down in the street jacket. Yeah, Derek Riggs is kind of like I have I like leave this to me. I kind of know yeah. best, and he well you know Derek Riggs comes up with his best art when you like leave him alone. That's right. You don't micromanage him, and he came up with this Eddie, and the guys were just like blown away. Yeah, the uh, original mock-up of the Eddie kneeling down is owned by uh, Michael Kenny now. He has the original. Really? Yeah. The original. The original mock-up of the other version. I bet he has some serious collection of Maiden gear. I wonder if he does, because he was around for a long time, and he's Steve Harris' base tech. I don't know. It's funny, if you look at the liner notes, it says, uh, no synthesizers or ulterior motives. A very special thanks to Clive Burr. Good luck, mate. Awesome. So, that's well, you know, it's nice that they're saying goodbye and good luck to uh, Clive Burr. Mm. But... It's funny, they're still at the uh, anti-synthesizers phase of their career. Yeah. <laughs> which would soon turn which, around in a few would, albums. Yeah. But uh, uh, What was it? Was uh, two albums later, guitar synth. Yeah, and then full-on synthesizer. Mm. Um, there's also, if you look at the back cover, let me just flip this over. It's There's a quote from Revelations. Um, it says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more brain for the former things are passed away. So they replaced the word pain with brain and put the quote on the back. Yeah. Um, Bruce says it's him like having a laugh with like religious people that thought they were satanic. Remember how Number of the Beast came out and everyone was like, they're Satan worshipers. Yeah. So this was kind of his like way of stirring up the crazies. Yeah. And uh, it totally worked. I have a clip here I'm going to play for you now, which uh, you'll probably get a kick out of. Iron Maiden on their album, Peace of Mind, P-I-E-C-E. On the back of the album is a quote from Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. I am I'm amazed at Iron Maiden. They are enthralled with Revelation, the book of Revelation, on this album, Peace of Mind. On the back, it quotes from Revelation 21 verse 4. Listen to what they say in the quote. It says this on the back of their cover. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more. And the Bible says pain. Iron Maiden wipes the word pain out and inserts the word brain. Neither shall there be any more brain. And what are they saying here? The idea of heaven is a myth. When it's all over, there'll be no more brain. There'll be no more thinking. There'll be nothing. It's over. It's a ridiculous thing to say. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. Whoa! under the members of the band, Iron Maiden. What is Iron Maiden going to have to do to inherit eternal life? That these people are damned for eternal hell. So it worked yeah. in like stirring up the crazy uh, religious, you know, people. Yeah, getting a, a zealot angry doesn't take a lot. <laughs> it's funny too, on the back of here, there's like a floating glove. Because it's like a gatefold, and you can see that Eddie's like in a padded cell with a door open and there's clouds outside. There's like a glove that's holding like a pendant that's Derek Riggs's uh, signature on it. Okay. So Derek Riggs got that idea from a comic book called The Steel Claw that he used to read. Nice. About a guy that could turn he could turn invisible, and all he could see was like his glove or a steel glove or whatever. So he stuck that on there to make it interesting. So it's uh, the whole package is really cool. Yeah. I just really like the, uh, this is the picture disc, the one we're looking at right now, but it's a great cover. Really cool. Yeah. Brain themed. 
It's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's it's iconic. It's one of the best. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's perfection. There's only so many of their albums yeah. that they put together. They're on like a string of perfect album covers yeah. from Maiden, Killers, Beast, and then this. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. the ones to come are just as good. Oh, yeah. So like, they're we'll great, man. Summer in Time and then Seventh Sun. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Seventh Sun. One of my Amazing. Favorite. And Dance of Death. Let's not leave that in. not get into that one. Yeah. <laughs> so the next track we're going to talk about. You hinted that this might be your favorite Maiden track. I might. I notice you're wearing the be shirt. Be wearing the t- the shirt. So this is the tour the short from the latest tour. Yeah, the, it's the updated Flight of Icarus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Although wasn't there? A, didn't you mention something like this was a? There was a reference to another song in the shirt that we'd picked up somewhere. I'll get into that when we get into yeah. the cover art for the single. Yeah. But the song itself, so Flight of Icarus, it's in Adrian Smith written. Yes, of course. With it is. Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Uh, three and a half minutes, a little over three and a half, three forty-nine. So it's short, sweet. Yes. It's Adrian, you know, Adrian's rock songs. Um, this Flight of Icarus, uh, they actually got some play on U.S. radio. It went to number 12 on the Billboard Rock radio charts. Nice. So I know people always talk about like Maiden did all this with no radio play. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm. If it's not quite true, like they have had songs on the radio. Yeah. In fact, if you look at the first day, you know how everyone talks about the first day that MTV came online? Yeah. And everyone always talks about like, oh, the video killed the radio star was the first video. Yes. You know, they played, I think they played six Iron Maiden videos the first 24 hours that MTV was on. Really? Yeah. So they did get a lot of like, that was like Diano era, like live performance stuff. Really? But uh, yeah, if you Google it and look at the playlist for the first 24 hours of MTV, there's six Iron Maiden's in there six times. Yeah. Interesting. So this whole, like, no one ever gave us any attention. We never had any radio play. We never had any, you know what I mean? It's not technically true. Yeah. I think it's six. It might be four. No, I'm pretty sure it's six. Yeah. Um, there's a music video. I was going to get into it later, but there's a music video for this one, too. Yeah. It's, like, them in the studio playing. Nico is in it with, like, he's in, like, a hood, and you can just see his eyes. It's, I don't know. It's kind of... Uh, cheesy to look back at now a lot mm. of those maiden videos didn't age very well that one's mm. all right though most of the videos from there didn't really age so this song in mick wall's book he says this is bruce talking with steve harris and he says mm. he thought it was too slow but i wanted it to be that rock steady sort of beat i knew it would get onto american radio if we kept it that way and i was right mm. so again remember we we're kind of talking about how maiden sort of are starting to well we talked about it later in fear the dark yeah. About how we were wondering if they were kind of ever trying to get songs on the radio. Yeah. But Bruce came right out and said, like, he wanted to have it at this speed because he wanted it to be a radio yeah. hit. Wanted to be playable. Um, I've actually got a quote about that or a clip about that. But just before we did this, before we recorded the song, Steve said to me, he said, don't, he said, don't I think we ought to speed it up a bit. Yeah, I think it should be a bit fast. And, and Dave and H, had, um, Bruce and H, sorry, had, had written this song. And they were like very adamant about the tempo of this thing. They didn't want it sort of speeding up or anything like this so I said, I said yeah just play it a bit faster I said yeah so I said no that's it up don't worry so we get in the studio and we, you know we rehearsed it and we've done it once or twice and it, it was you know happening but not so I thought you know I'll, I'll boost it up a tad I'll, I'll pump it you know so I'm out there, boom, you know, all right, we go, <laughs> kiss back in the gym. No, no, Bruce, Dave and H go, no, Nick, what are you doing? 
you know, I said, nothing. And I thought, oh, myself, oh, there we go. The new boy in the band and everything. Oh, he's only been in the band in two months and here he's speeding everything up, you know. Anyway, as it, as it turned out, it's great, wasn't it? It was a really good song. So, yeah, Steve really wanted it to be a lot faster. Yeah. And there was a little bit of like, it has like this slow plodding kind of beat, but I yeah. think it suits the song. Oh, it's perfect. It makes it kind of unique in the Maiden catalog. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they sped it up to like, I think it would lose a lot with the song. It wouldn't work. Like, it wouldn't be as powerful, I don't think. No. It's, uh, there was a bit of a backlash where this came out as a single ahead of time. Yeah. And people heard it and they're kind of like, what's happened to Maiden? So it but then came, the rest of the album came out and people were like, wow, okay, never mind. Okay, so it came out ahead of time, which goes back to the cover yeah. art that you mentioned because the Maiden, uh, or the Maiden, the Eddie on here has hair. Right. Yeah. You know? So Interesting. You didn't see the lobotomized one until no. the actual single came out. Um, another thing about the song, and I wonder if this is part of why Steve Harris was like, because he never really liked the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he likes it now, but... The bass line is very simple for a Maiden song. Yeah, it's like, just chuggity, chuggity, just chuggity, check chuggity. this out. Like, I wonder if that would be a good one if you're starting to play bass and you want to learn a Maiden song. This is probably the first one you should start with, maybe. Yeah. If 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 I ever put in a sex tape, that's the bass line <laughs> behind it. That's awesome. I love that. And that's 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 all the pace you need. Any more than that, and you're just you're just wearing yourself out. Think about the song that I think people latch onto right away is it has a really catchy chorus, and the harmonies on Bruce's voice are like really really great. I love the harmonies in this oh song. Oh, my God. That's great. And so, when you isolate it like that, you can really hear how many layers of harmonies are in there. Yeah. So this is one of my fave tracks. Yep. Um, I know it's an Adrian tune. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you can tell by yeah. the structure, right? It's like verse, chorus, verse, bridge. It's that kind of – that's Adrian's influence of songwriting, right? It's pretty simple for a Maiden song. It's not, like, progressive. But that's what Adrian does best. But anyway, you were yeah. saying. It's definitely got the Adrian shape. Yep. But when I hear those harmonies – I, I look. I haven't broken it down. Haven't haven't gone through and synthesized the files or whatever it is yeah. that, you, that you do in your nerd layer. Um, but in my my head, I always think like that's Adrian. You know. Yeah, I don't so, know if the, some of the 
vocals, background vocals in there might be Adrian. Yeah. I know there's a few Bruce like, vocal tracks in there. You can hear them. Yeah. Well, in my mind, the yeah. two of them there are leaning, on, leaning on the microphone yeah, yeah. in the studio going, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Go for it, Icarus. Go. <laughs> it's pretty... But I mean, I, that's what draws people in, I think. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's built for the radio with that chorus. Like, it's so catchy. Yeah. Like, Flying your wings like an eagle. This it's is unreal. probably the first song that my kids, like, grabbed onto. Man. Over, like, when I used to play Maiden in the Car when they were, like, toddlers. Yeah. They loved the song right away. Yeah. I can see why. It's, like, super catchy. It was the it was the later one for me. Like, once I got into this album, it really clicked for me, like, right away. Yeah. Also, I think I was teed up. Because remember the Icarus video game? Like, remember the old Nintendo Icarus? Yeah, see, I never had a Nintendo, but yeah. I remember hearing it. It's called Kid Icarus, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and, and I, it was a really hard game. And okay. But I, I, like, and I don't even remember the game a lot, to be honest. I just remember loving Icarus as a okay. kid. And then, so I was teed up for so it. So when you heard this, you And this like... this is bang on the type of track that I love. Like, I love the super long, you know, epic. Yeah. And then I also love the the punchy lean into Yeah, the Adrian songs. Yeah, yeah. well, three minutes and yeah. you're screaming and then it's over. Yeah. You know, like you yeah, can go yeah. back to normality. Yeah, it's It's cool. a perfect, like, song in the truck. It's just unreal. It's very well crafted. Yeah. And, I mean, it's three minutes and 49 seconds. If yeah. Steve had his way, this would be, like, a two-minute song. <laughs> oh, you know I mean? Like, you wouldn't want to speed it up anymore. Like, part of no. the dunk, 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 that mm. plotting is what makes the song, I think. It's perfect. And the way the vocals, like, lay on top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like long extended notes. Yeah. And you really hear them in that clip. It's great. They fit a lot into that three and three and a half minutes. I know. There's a lot going on. The solos in this are great too. They're both really, really, really melodic sounding solos. Yeah. So it starts with Dave Murray and then finished by Adrian. So this, I'll just play this and then we can talk about it. I think that's some of the best Maiden solos. That's the it's best. Like one of the most classic Maiden solos. Perfection. Like this one, Beast, Run to the Hills. Yeah. Like they're just, the solos that they put into these like really, these songs that are classics are classics for a reason because they're so well crafted. Everything about them is great. Yes. Like these solos are just like, they're amazing. They fit the song perfectly. They're amazing. They're well played. Super melodic. They're really memorable. The best. Like sometimes you hear a guitar solo and it's like, okay, kind of, moves the song along and you know it's, it's a yeah. good solo and you're like wow that's cool but these ones are like memorable they yeah stick in your head like i can sing the solo to number the beast i can yeah. sing the solo to this to you like you can walk up to me and be like sing me the song on this time be like new new you know what i mean <laughs> every sec every, every yeah. note not only that it ties right in around the vocals on the other end of it like it's yeah. so perfect yeah the way it comes out into the vocals i'm Oh man, no! I'm gonna, I got, I got a bold declaration for the end of end of this. Keep, keep okay. going. I love this. By the way, this is awesome. I love these nice tracks. This is great. Dave takes a second solo towards yeah. the end of the song too. So I'll play that one.
Oh, that vocals at the end there too, right? I know. You know when they come in, yeah. you just want to scream it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's another. And then that scream at the end. Oh. Solo, but yeah. that's cool. It's like the dual guitar thing, and then Dave takes that solo at the end. And it's nothing like crazy. No. But it just, oh, it just ties up the song perfectly. It's great. <laughs> oh so man, great. it's so good. It's a, it's a really, it's like a perfectly crafted song. It's a perfect song. Yeah. It's my, awesome. It's, I can see why this is like your favorite Maiden song. It's my. Or you I'm, said it's one of your favorites. Now, I'm making two sweeping declarations. Okay. One, this is my favorite Maiden song. Okay. And I love it not just because it's amazing vocals, the solos are awesome, the start, you know, and, and, and like, yeah. oh, it's just amazing. It's not just that. I actually, every time I hear it, I'm like, go Icarus, like, you know, just yeah, kind of yeah. like, but you know, yeah, it's, it's turned to ashes. I just to love it. Raise your yeah, fist. Yeah, you like, just, but, like, you know how close. it's going to end, but you're yeah. just like, yeah, and then that yeah. moment you're like, this is you one know, of the, the sun breaks. When I'm in the car, oh man, crank you're driving it. and you just crank it and you just scream it. Yeah, I love it. It's so funny. Like, I, I would love to like, see, like, up crank, you know when you have Maiden on in the car? Yeah. You crank it up super loud and you're driving and you're screaming along and you're like, and yeah. I'm like, man, I sound awesome. Yeah. I, <laughs> if I could, like, isolate my vocals. Oh, no, It'd no. be, like, the worst thing ever. No, I'd be, like, Britney Spears that time. <laughs> It'd be horrible. Horrible. And I'll be driving, I'm like, fly as high as the sun. Yeah. You've just added a load of bass in the mix yeah. over that one. <laughs> Lots I know, of it's reverb. Sort of like, reverb. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Second hot take on this one? Yep. This one is going on the Josh funeral playlist. All right, I will uh, play this at your funeral. Yes, you're going to be dead like <laughs> if 20 I years before. You. <laughs> no, if, seriously, you got to pick the playlist at the funeral. I There's got to be like an hour of just yeah. Josh's favorite maiden tunes. I'll get up and I'll read from Revelation. I'll be like reading from Revelations. Yeah, but I'll tell everyone it's, I'll actually be reading yeah. from the song Revelations, not the Bible. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm reading from Revelations, and I'll just read the whole yeah. thing right to the end. See if anyone notices it. <laughs> the priest will probably be like, I don't remember seeing that in Revelation. Yeah, no, that <laughs> wasn't in that there. From? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Can we just play like five more clips of Icarus? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a clip of Nico's drumming. Yes. Um. So Nico's little drum fill at the very end of the song like how cool is this yeah that that's perfect it's such a cool like, it's so fill, good way to end the song it's so weird to hear it without the scream the scream over it's even better do you All have right, that i do have the yeah. so here's what you're talking about this goes over those drums I love it when you isolate it. You can hear him like doing the taking. You can even hear the breath. Yeah, he's getting ready to hit that big note. Man, that's perfect. (gasps) How does he do that? Uh, His voice is like a Um, finely tuned instrument. His voice is amazing. He's a freak of nature. He's amazing. He is, is and he's really singing his heart out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's giving it a hundred. I hate that expression. One hundred and ten percent. But he's just giving it his all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's another clip. Like. I just love this part. I'm just going to leave this and play this clip because this is what I'm talking about when I'm like, he's really feeling it when he's playing it and when he's singing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love all those. He just throws them in. You That's, I, mean? I want that for when a text comes on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not actually going to say it. I can't figure out how to work that. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he puts those little details in because he's just like, oh, he's just singing. I love it. It's yeah. a simple, catchy rocker. Adrian and Bruce written. Simple? 
It's not simple. It's the simple lyrics in the, are in excellent. Structure. Yeah. It's like it doesn't. It's not like Phantom yeah. of the Opera where it's like they do this and then they do that and whatever. It's yeah. just like I don't know. Yeah. It's a simple. It's a traditionally structured kind of like a rock song. Yeah. But it, that's what I mean when I say simple. That's right. Um, perfect solos. Perfect, perfect solos, vocals. Amazing drumming. Amazing. The vocals are insane. Definitely top two great, for me. Probably yeah. top ten. Great, great story too. Right. That's the other thing. Yeah. You know the whole uh, you know Icarus. Yeah. yeah the sun breaking, the father son dynamic. Like there's so much greatness in it's three cool minutes. It's cool too with like Maiden because everyone. Yeah. This is a good example of Maiden. Like the rhyme of the ancient mariner, yeah. people always talk about, and this is another great example of them bringing like mythology in yeah. and making a song about it, which is what something that Maiden's most well known for. Yeah, everyone's like they're the guys that have the songs about like mythology and you know the gallop. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this is like a good example of that. Well, not the gallop, but of the. So, what is the Icarus story though, metaphorically? Because like it, it goes back like way back. Icarus right? and Daedalus are on an island. Um, but isn't it a story about modesty, or is it about risk aversion? Like, or is it there's there's like an so underwriting theme, right? Daedalus and Icarus are on an island, yeah. and they're trying to escape. They make wings out of feathers and wax. Yes. The father tells Icarus, like, stay low, don't fly too high, don't fly too close to the sun. Yeah. But he gets up there and he's flying and he's like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. And he just goes higher and higher. And the father's like, that's what I told you not to do. And his wings melt and he falls into the sea and dies. Yeah. So it's like, listen to your parents. I should tell them Listen to your parents. Yeah, <laughs> you should. It's their favorite song. That's not technically the moral, but you know what I mean. It's like the single cover actually shows that. And this is the 12-inch single. It's Eddie with a flamethrower. And so this is what your shirt is like, an, an updated version of this. It's Eddie with a flamethrower. Yes. Icarus falling flaming. Uh, there's like, on the bottom of yours, there's a bunch of people, like, the silhouettes of people on a rock. And that's exactly the same as here. It's like, it's, yours is a update, update of this. Mm. I think yours is a really, like, from New Maiden graphics, I'm not sure the artist that did that, but that's a really, really great take. It's a great take. Take on yeah. this. I'm happy with this shirt. Yeah. Like, this I is one of my favorites. I wish would do takes on every, I mean, no. yeah. <laughs> you know what do, I mean? Yeah. You know, this is a shirt. This is probably one of my favorite Maiden shirts. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I, you know what? I don't like wearing it too much. I remember yeah. when you lined up to get that is we were, were like, this time we're in London. Yeah, it was the was second like, London show. I'm getting like, it right away. This show is the one where we're actually going to see some Kill Switch engage. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, we're actually going to check them out this time. And then we yeah. got in the lineup for shirts and I was like, nah, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Well, I remember because <laughs> I missed I missed the Canadian shirt, the tour before right. in, in my size and medium. And I, I bought a large, which I subsequently gave away. Right. And... I was like, I'm not missing the Icarus shirt. That was literally yeah. my purpose, right? I guess you could order them online, but I don't know if you could. Yeah, you could, yeah. but you couldn't order yeah. the Canadian one. Anyway, my, my, my logic was I'm getting this bloody shirt. Yeah, that's a great shirt. Um, so this cover is painted by Derek Riggs. He painted this when he was on Jersey with the band during like the writing stage. Yeah. So the whole entourage of Maiden went down to that island of Jersey when they were writing nice. the album. That's where he painted this. Um so here's a quote from Derek Riggs. He says, I don't think it worked terribly well. It's got Eddie burning Icarus up with a flamethrower thing. Just when they decided to do that as a single, Led Zeppelin decided they weren't making any more records. So that burning Icarus figure is a takeoff from Led Zeppelin's swan song logo. So this is, I have this printed up. And if anyone wants to see this, just look at any later era Led Zeppelin album. So on swan song, which is the record label, um, has pretty much this a very very similar like Icarus falling yeah 
with wings. And so that's what was the inspiration for this Derek Riggs thing. Wow. Was. But this Swan Song logo on the Zeppelin was actually inf- influenced by this painting called The Fall of Day by William Rimmer, painted in 1870. And I have a print above that here that you guys can't see, but Josh mm. can see. I can see it. So it's a picture, it's a painting from 1870. Zeppelin used it as their logo. And then Derek Riggs used it as the base for the burning Icarus. Wow. It's this. kind of also a statement that, that there's a Led Zeppelin icon and Eddie burned it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you I, know? Yeah. yeah. It is kind of, I never really thought about it. Mm. It's such a great song. Yeah. The, the On the ground, it's basically the same hill from the back cover of Number of the Beast. Yeah. And Eddie's a, like this flames and this, if you look at the top of the mountain, you can see two people having sex in silhouette. Wow. That's my <laughs> kind of detail. hell. Send me there. Here's something else. Up underneath the O, above yeah. the flaming Icarus, there's a cube. Yes. And you can see that that cube is on your T-shirt next to Icarus's, uh, next to his leg. The cube. Really? You see it? Yeah, what is that? So that, according to Derek Riggs, is the cell... From the cover of the album, you see the cover of this album, you see Eddie in a padded cell with the door open to the outside. Yes. That cube floating on the cover of the Floyd Vickers is Eddie's cell. So Eddie is inside that. Really? Yeah. But Eddie's also inside with the flames around. I know. But this is what Derek Riggs says. He said that's what he put that in there for. That's that's the outside of this padded cell. Interesting. It's a floating cube. Interesting. Floating above hell. Wow. (laughs) So the B-side... Of this, we talked about on the B-side episode. It was I've Got the Fire, which is a Montrose cover. Um, this was one of the B-sides that mean you really like. So we always talk about how, like, when you buy a single, mm-hmm. like, if you get a good B-side or if you get, like, lame B-sides. Because some of the later B-sides were pretty nasty. Yeah. This is a really awesome B-side. Although, we, I got to say, I like this song a lot more when Paul sings it. So that's one of the songs they still like cover live a mm. lot in their early, you know, early career. Yeah. And they kind of dragged it out and redid it with Bruce as the B-side for Flavicarus. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, that's a really, really great song with a great B-side and a great album cover. Mm. It's like classic Maiden. Classic. Like this era of Maiden, I can't get over how awesome everything is. Like everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Unreal. Look at the singles from this album and the uh, album, uh, the B sides and the album art for the singles and for the album and everything. Yeah, it's just great. 
Yeah, the the only funny thing about this is, and you know, save it, most of it for the wrap up, but it's sandwiched between such epic albums that sometimes peace of mind is forgotten. I think peace of mind you know? does get forgotten because yeah. you get the first Bruce album with that number of the beast. Yeah. And everyone's like, knows Number of the Beast. And yeah. they're, they're like, well, that's where Bruce came on. And that's the big one. Yeah. And then Power Slave, mm. everyone like goes crazy for. And it's like Peace of Mind kind of gets like lost in the mix. Like it doesn't get lost. Like people know it. Yeah. But most of the time, if people pick a favorite album from this era, it's going to be like Peace of Mind, Number of the Beast, or yeah. even somewhere in time or seven sun before people go to this, it seems like. It's funny. And even though it has like the trooper on it, you know, and it has yeah. so many like yeah. iconic songs. Like and Revelations, you think, yeah. Yeah, you think Number of the Beast, you think of the title track. You think of Iron Maiden, you think of Iron Maiden. You think of yeah. Peace of Mind, you, of you don't immediately think of Trooper. Yeah. You know, you know it just doesn't Well that's another thing about this album, no yeah. title track. That's right. Right? This is the first Maiden song with no title mm. track. It gets dropped later, though. But we'll, well they that. drop the name. But, like, yeah. there's no song called Peace of Mind. Yeah. Like, when I say Number of the Beast, you think 666, the Number of the Beast. Yeah. You know, if I say Seventh Son, you think Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Yeah. You know, and Somewhere in Time, you think Caught Somewhere in Time. That's right. Whereas this one, you think Peace of Mind, you're like, oh, what's on that again? The Trooper, where Eagles Dare. You know mm. what I mean? I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I, I I do have a take on that later <laughs> okay, when we we'll cover said track. So that's uh, your favorite Maiden song. It is. Yes. Pretty I'll go much. with that. Yeah, I'm sure. happy with that. It's one of my top. Oh, it's so perfect. I don't know. Like I said, my top, like these songs, the more attention, when you shine a spotlight yeah. on Maiden songs, they kind of bubble up to the top of yeah. your like top 10 list and they kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just the amount that I've been listening and analyzing this album, all these songs kind of have gone right up. Oh, it's my... amazing. But yeah. it's such a funny song too and since it's like three and a half minutes but when you watch it live it's so quick and it's so amazing but even then he gets out the flamethrowers I'm like how does he do it in three yeah. minutes like it seems a lot longer when you're watching yeah. it live because when we watched it live at the Legacy of the Beast with mm-hmm. the flamethrowers and everything and the fla- falling Icarus and everything yeah yeah oh yeah my daughter I was talking to her earlier tonight mm. and she wanted me to say that this was her favorite uh, Iron Maiden song and she also wanted me to say that this was her favorite part of the Legacy of the Beast concert <gasps> that they took her to there you go. Was, her favorite part was when Icarus fell with the flames. Nice. She nice. thought that was the coolest. So she wanted me to say She's that. She's a very sensible <laughs> young lady. She takes after her mother. <laughs> Next track. Yes. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. Die with your boots on. I know. That's so another Adrian Smith, Bruce yeah. Dickinson, and Steve Harris. Five mm. minutes, 22 seconds. Yeah. Um, I got a quote from Steve Harris. He says, Adrian and Bruce came up with the main riff. Bruce came up with the lyrics. I came up with the chord sequence behind the verse and the cross section that goes into the main chorus. This is another personal favorite of mine. Mm. This song kind of, I think, is super, super underrated. Yeah, there's a campy quality about it though that limits it in my mind. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about, but but it is it's, it's so still solid. an awesome song, yeah. and I and I find I always I always rock out to it, and then I also find like the the kind of the concept "Die with Your Boots On" is I love I it. totally I know. love yeah, you know it fits right in with like the trooper yeah. and like that whole. There's know. just so many chorus hooks where he's just like you know, and yeah. some of them are great, but some of them are like, Haha, you well, know, it's okay. like kind of start with the intro. Yeah. 
I always forget about the intro to the song. It's a really great riff. Mm. When I think of the song, my mind just goes like, if you want to die, if you want to die, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the intro riff with the galloping bass and the dual guitars is just so awesome. And you really should pay more attention to it. Everyone should. I don't know. It's like, it's cool. It has an awesome bass line. So yeah. you just come out of Flight of Icarus. The mm. bass line is pretty much like, dum, dum, bum, 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 bum. you know what I mean? Mm. It's pretty straight ahead. This has a lot going on. And the bass is really like in the front of the mix. So you can really hear it. Um, it's a great song. But I'm, I know, like you just said, mm. that if you're going to die part, kind of yeah. drags it down from a 10 to like a nine for me. Yeah. And it has weird background vocals in there. It sounds almost like these vocals are not supposed to be in there. It's really strange sounding, like when you mm. hear some of these background vocals. But there's one part where it's yeah. like, if you're going to die, if you're going to die, and he's like, die? Yeah. It, sounds, it just sounds really... Yeah, it's, it's off-putting. It kind of pulls me out of the song for a second. Yeah, there's so much cheese. Now, I'm not saying it's bad cheese because I love this track. Yeah, me too. But there's just sometimes, like, sometimes I'll listen to it and I have a laugh, and other times I'll listen to it and I hear just, like, the music's yeah. just amazing. That The intro guitar you played, like, right at the beginning is amazing. Oh, yeah. And that, the, the clip you just said with the background back and forth, that can be good and bad, but at the, at the back end of that clip, you started to hear the bass line. This is the point in the album for me where the bass just starts to take over the album. Do you know? Like, in, yeah, in a good way. Can, like, yeah, from now on, it's just yeah. like, dun, 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 yeah, ba- it's just through, bass. Like, all the rest of it. a lot of bass-driven yeah, like, songs Still Life, Trooper, all of them are just so yeah. bass-heavy, right? Like, in Flint Quest for Fire is just like a bass. Yeah, yeah. Like, Cl- Cl- yeah. or uh, Nico and Steve, yeah. they kind of anchor the flight of Icarus. Like, yeah. dun, 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 dun. It's like they're the anchor to the song. Yep. A lot of the songs after that, Steve is like driving the song ahead with the bass line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is, I find for me, this is the point where it takes over. And yeah. like, I'm, I'm very, I go day to day on Dive With Your Boots. I love the track, but some days I find, I'm like, oh my God, this is so campy. Yeah. And then other days I just like lean into it and love it. But it this goes back and forth. one of those songs where it's like, mm. I kind of, like I said, I never paid that much attention to it and it's not really a favorite, but when you really listen to what's going on in there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool guitar in there. There's a lot of cool bass. That intro, I always forget about that intro. It's so cool. Um, one thing about the song is the lyrics. And uh, here, I'll just play this. So he's saying, another prophet of disaster who says the ship is lost. Another prophet of disaster leaving you to count the cost. Taunting us with visions, afflicting us with fear. Predicting war for millions in the hope that one appears. Mm. And that kind of, I think, rings true today mm. with like the 24-hour media news cycle. Yeah. Everything is like a 10 out of 10 emergency. Everything mm. is constant doom and gloom. You know what I mean? Every little thing is like... 
this whole predicting war for millions in the hope that one appears. Like, mm. I don't know, if you watch CNN for 24 hours, you'd think, like, the world's about to end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know. I know. So the lyrics are, like, from 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, more. But if, I, if, I, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die in bed with my boots off, offended <laughs> by Twitter. <laughs> 35 years ago. Yeah. And But, like, they still kind of ring true. Yeah. And it says, like, 13, the beast is rising. The Frenchman did surmise. Mm. Um, I think he's talking about Nostradamus. Yeah. Through earthquakes and starvation, the warlord will arise. Terror, death, destruction pour from the eastern sands, but the truth of all predictions is always in your hands. Mm. I think he's basically saying, like, don't believe in all the doom and gloom predictions. And don't be controlled and don't be, like, manipulated. Yeah. If you're going to die, don't live your life, like, worrying you know, about, like, trying to predict, like, yeah. every possible scenario for your death. Just, like, yeah, live your life. create your own future. Live your life. Yeah. Don't listen to people trying to predict it for you. Yeah. That's what I take out of this song. Yeah. Like, compared to Childhood's End, which is the opposite, with Bruce basically, like, buying into the profits of disaster. You yeah, know what I mean? True. Like, that's one thing I didn't like about that song when we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, oh, everything was, that was the worst. We're social doomed. justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This one is kind of standing up to that. Yeah. But I'm um, just saying, like, I like that whole, like... Oh, definitely. You know, you know the, the get up and have Adam yeah. kind of... Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like that. I definitely love that theme of it. Yeah. There's just a bunch of stuff around the vocal hooks, you know, where he just keeps yeah. going with it, you know, if you're going to Yeah, the chorus is not great. It's kind of die. repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, kind of a weak chorse. Yeah, and that's not no, that's yeah. not so much a complaint. I just, like sometimes yeah. I just find there's a few parts where it carries on and it gets kind of like jokey. Yeah, but I I actually like it a lot. You know, like yeah. I, I rock out to it. I like it too, but it sketchy. is kind of the chorus is kind yeah. of repetitive. I can see, yeah. and that's the part that that's the only weakness of the song. I think is mm. like the pre-chorus and chorus. I don't know, but uh, the other thing that's awesome when all this stuff is going on, mm. if you listen to the like the rhythm guitar behind the chorus. It's a hundred percent like Adrian, like Wicker Man, Two Minutes to Midnight kind of vibe. Like, listen to this. This is the chorus, but don't listen to the vocals. Just listen to the guitar that's going on in the background. So the vocals are kind of repetitive there. Mm. But like when I started like listening to just the rhythm guitar. Yeah. And that's what I listen to now when the chorus comes. I love that. Dun, 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 dun. It's yeah. pure Adrian, right? Like that's that totally, you can t- see Adrian came up with that chord progression. It's also very 80s philosophy. And you know, it's a worth of reflection. Like you don't hear it nowadays. But I remember my dad always saying to me, and I was like young, he'd be like, when your time's up, your time's up. He'd just say stuff like that, like, yeah, you know, yeah. but then you wouldn't hear someone saying that nowadays. You wouldn't hear someone going, hey, bud, when your time's up, your time's up. Everyone's like so yeah. soft now. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there was a thing about like, keep your chin up and like, yeah. carry on. That whole like, carry on yeah. thing. Like, I don't, I think if any, if you said like, was it keep calm and carry mm-hmm. on? Remember those like posters? Yeah. If you said that seriously now, I think people would be like, what do you mean? We can't keep calm. Someone just said. Yeah, you like, can't keep calm. How can you the word t- I don't like yeah. on Twitter. Like, yeah, what yeah. do you mean keep calm? Yeah. How can you tolerate these structures on, of oppression? I can't carry on with what I'm doing yeah. while like. 
Yeah, if you're not if you're not protesting all the time, yeah, like, freaking out, then you're were, part like, of the problem. Tougher back then. <laughs> they they were they were they yeah, were cut I mean? from finer cloth. You know? <laughs> um, my father used to say like he used to always say to me like yeah if your time's up your time's up. But I remember like you know life jackets and stuff. He was like captain safety for us. He'd always be like no you got to wear that stuff you know you can't mess around. And then I remember be like but dad what if what if we fall in the water and we drown? He'd be like well. If you get your life checking on, you got a chance. But if your time's up, your time's up. Yeah. <laughs> Telling that to a kid, know. you know what I mean? I was like, well, it makes sense to yeah. me, you know? <laughs> Don't goof around. One thing we didn't talk about on this song is the solos. Yes. So Dave Murray does the first solo, and there's a really cool bass line under it, like really cool. It's almost like the bass line is over it. It's so like high in the mix. Uh, very similar to Number of the Beast. It has a very similar like melody and style, the solo. Super fast, like hammer on with like bends. Here, I'll just play it. It's awesome, Dave Solo. Very similar to the, I think, Run to the Hill solo, too, kind of. It's yeah. like, it kind of, like, rises and then descends and then rises even higher on this, like, end note. My favorite part in the song is there's, like, an instrumental, like, dual guitar harmony part. Mm-hmm. Adrian's guitar tone on, like, the lower guitar line is really cool. And the high guitar part, like, drops out. And when the high guitar drops out, that's when Bruce's, like, singing comes in and, like, replaces the high guitar part. It's pretty cool. It turns from, like, a dual guitar into, like, a guitar and vocal dual thing. Very maiden Almost sounds like, a, like a, this sounds yeah. almost like a preview of what would come on like somewhere in time. Yeah. Just, uh, but I love that guitar tone that Adrian has. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. That reminds me, when we were doing Revelations, yeah. I was talking about Adrian's guitar tone. And I was like, I can't figure out what his guitar tone is. And I looked it up. It's a Yamaha FL10 Flanger and an Ibanez Tube Screamer TS9. So oh. those are the effects he's using on his guitar in Revelations. Wow. I didn't know that last episode, but no. I, in, in the last week I looked that up. You anyway, know, I wasn't going to say anything, tangent. but I thank God you clarified that because I was wondering if that TS9 was being used <laughs> with the with the double gyros. So speaking of Adrian, yeah. Adrian takes a solo in the song too. It's another great one, a really fast part. And then he makes some kind of cool choices with like he hits these notes you don't expect him to hit. Mm. Um, makes the solo kind of stand out a bit. This is Adrian Solo. Mm-hmm. 
awesome solo, eh? That's a fantastic solo. Some would say blistering. Blistering. <laughs> a blistering, blistering solo, solo from Adrian. Yes. So even though I'm not a huge, huge fan of the chorus, yeah. the last song of the song is so good, it makes up for yeah. any of those weaknesses. It's yeah. not my favorite track on the album. Yeah. Um, but it's a super solid, awesome Maiden track. Yeah. And like I said, listen to the rhythm guitar during the, the chorus instead of the vocals. Yeah. That's what I do. For the record, I love this song. But there are some... You know, can't be mo- like, yeah. can't be mo- I just literally talked about how like an angel flying to the sun is my favorite song. <laughs> I know. Like I got embraced the camp. I, yeah. I got at least in this yeah. episode. And that's I the gotta, thing. It's one of those. This is you know. Okay, so these the, peace of mind episodes are one of those <laughs> yeah. episodes where it's like, on Fear of the Dark, we were really criticizing and picking apart songs. Yes. Here we're like picking these teeny tiny little yeah, details. Even, like this yeah. vocal is slightly not as awesome as that. You know what I mean? So this this album's so strong. It's hard yeah. to criticize. So. Well, look, you know, I'm here, I'm here saying, oh, it's a little bit campy. <laughs> um, you know, we're both in our 40s, and yeah. I'm sitting next to a figurine of a, a lobotomy Iron Maiden, zombie. <laughs> Iron Maiden posters. We have an action figure here. We have like we have an action, <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're cool with the campiness. I think so. I love this track. Um, the live after death version yeah. is great. It's the second last track on the cassette on side two of the cassette, mm. which was my first my first introduction to Maiden was Live After Death. I knew a few songs here and there, mm. but my first Maiden album was Live After Death on cassette. Um, I still have that cassette. Wow. I listened to it not very long ago in the shed. Nice. This version is the first version of the song that I ever heard. If you're gonna die! If you're gonna die! If you're gonna die! Die with the bullshit! So yeah, that's the first version that I, I remember ever hearing oh, it's from definitely. my first Maiden cassette. Yeah. But that intro I still think of when I think of this song. Ah, nice. First. So uh, we managed to get through more than one track. We got two tracks done. At this yeah. rate, we'll we'll be done, peace of mind, in nine. We'll be done by uh, yeah. 2020. 2020. <laughs> well, the next ones will go a bit quicker. Yeah, I don't want to really get too deep into like some of the tracks after here, although the Trooper is coming up. That's a big one. Yeah, it's going to take <laughs> some time, all the different versions. Yep, yep. So, uh, iterations, yeah. live tracks, yeah, fantastic album. And the history uh, behind the Trooper too is interesting to get into. Interesting. Yeah. Did Did the British have an army and they go around <laughs> the world places? We'll, we'll get into it. Did they? <laughs> there's something I remember something in history about a British army. The Crimean War. Crimean yeah, War. We'll get into it next. Yeah, something time. about the Falklands. <laughs> oh, that's uh, not until virtual eleven. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. All right. Um. Yeah. I just watched there. a documentary on the Falklands War because I was getting yes. ready for uh, Virtual 11. Ooh, there's a little last squirt here, the Maybe Stout. Oh, God. Should we send this off in style? Yes, finish this. It's another let's... episode where we smoke this, extra beers. This is Maybe's. <laughs> but there's no Maybe with this beer. This it's delicious. Is a... And as it warmed up and got like warmer, when it first came out of the fridge, because mm. the beer fridge is right here, when I took it out, 
it's almost like this woman had to kind of warm up a bit because mm. this has a lot more flavor now than when we first ordered it. It's really good. Really good. Maybe it's Elevensies Espresso Stout. Wow. So. Made by hand. It's it's delicious. Yeah. Mm, nice. Good work. Yep. Talkingmaiden.com. Yeah. Get us on Facebook, Talkingmaiden at gmail.com. There you go. And uh, go, yeah, just go Talking Maiden and look yeah, at the just, menu. Just I always Google say us. for people to uh, Google us. Go Talking Maiden slash talk slash stats slash this. All those places. That, whatever. Slash all those things. And we love getting emails. Send emails. Yeah. If you think we forgot something important on the first Podcast, side of yeah. this album, then we'll do emails. Yeah. Right on. Uh, that's it. Wrap that's it up. It. Let's hear the catchphrase. <laughs> Until next time, off the irons and down the pops. <laughs> <laughs>